guys remember in the first act of The Lion King, uh, a young Simba and Nala, they, they sing this song about how they can't wait for Simba to be king. And in that song, they go on about how they can't wait till no one is saying, do this. No one is saying, be there. No one's saying, stop that. No one's saying, now see here. And it's a really, really catchy song, is it not? Thank you. But I think it's more than just a catchy song. I think it actually articulates how many, if not all of you, feel at some times. That you can't wait for the day when you are king. Whenever you get to make the decisions and you get to call the shots. But until that day comes, you have to contend with, bum, 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 your parents. And so tonight we're going to be wrapping up our mini-series on how to survive middle school by looking at what is probably the most contentious relationship you'll have during those years, your relationship with your parents. Now that might not be true of all of you, and I'm happy for that, but, but sometimes, at some point, your relationship with your parents will become a little more difficult. And so tonight we're going to look at what the Bible has to say uh, about relating to our parents, why we struggle to do this, and how... We can do this, okay? So what does the Bible say? Well, in our text this evening is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, where it tells us, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Now, my guess is that none of you are going to put that ver- these verses down as your favorite verse. It's not necessarily anyone's favorite, but it does communicate a very important truth about how we are supposed to relate to our parents. But I want to make sure that we have uh, these two command terms uh, uh, understood well. So, to obey. That one's a pretty straightforward one. Like, if you have a dog and the dog sits, what are they? They are obedient. And what are they doing? They are listening to you and doing what you have told them to do. In the same way, to be obedient to our parents means that we listen to them and we do what they say. And I have heard people try to figure out when they can stop doing that. Like, when, when does a child cease to be a child? And that's an interesting conversation, but it kind of misses the point of the second command which is to honor your father and mother. And honor is something that I think we, we, we do naturally, but we don't really realize that we're doing it. Um, like let, let's take LeBron James. Okay, I think most people in Cleveland honor LeBron James without realizing that they do it, right? So how, how do they honor LeBron James? Well, well, they act a certain way to him right? They wear his jersey. They name their children LeBron. They threaten to beat up people who insist that Michael Jordan is, in fact, the better basketball player, right? They act a certain way to LeBron, but they also feel a certain way about him, don't they? They love him. They respect him. They adore him, and that's what it means to honor someone. You combine acts of respect with emotions of adoration. Put those two together, and that's what it means to honor someone. And here's the thing. Honoring our parents has no expiration date. And there are a couple of reasons that our text gives us for why we should do that. One is in verse 1. For this is right. 
This is, this is good for us to do. In other words, this is how it should be. Suck it up and do it. But, but the Bible is much kinder than that because Paul also informs us that there's a promise attached with honoring and obeying our parents. He tells us this in verse 3, that he says that you should honor your father and mother that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. And this is actually a, a quotation right out of the Ten Commandments. Uh, normally when we think of the Ten Commandments, we think of short, pithy, uh, do not statements, right? Like, don't swear, um, don't work on the Sabbath, honor your parents, don't murder, etc. And yet, every once in a while in those Ten Commandments, there's like an explanation or a promise attached to it. Like right here. That if we honor our parents, we are promised that, that it will go well for us and that we will have a long life. And we need to explain what that means because I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that it doesn't mean that if you obey your parents, you're going to live to be 100. Nor does it mean that if you honor your parents, everything will go well for you at all times. Uh, I think a very helpful word here would be uh, that, that when we honor our parents, we flourish. Now, now when, when something flourishes, it, it, it means that it's brimming with life. It, it's living out its full beauty and potential. It's, it's a really, really good thing. And that's an important thing for us to grasp, that, that when we obey, often when we think about obeying our parents, it feels like you are missing out on something, that, that life is slipping away from you. And what this passage promises us, what it reassures us, is that when we honor and obey our parents, when we submit to them, we aren't losing our life. We're actually walking down the path that leads to flourishing. That, of course, doesn't mean that we easily obey our parents, right? Obeying our parents is rather difficult to do. Um, and there, there's a few reasons for that, right? Uh, one reason, I'm going to put it a little more bluntly than perhaps you would say it to your parents, is parents can be dumb, right? I, I, and this is a very popular opinion in the media, right? Like, uh, one of my, my great critiques of the Harry Potter books uh, is that all the adults are clueless, negligent idiots. Like, if it wasn't for a group of teenagers, that whole country would be taken over by Death Eaters. Am I right? And, and, or um, uh, take, like, basically any Disney show, right? The parents on those shows are normally uh, just, uh, they're overdramatic and, and just as, if not more juvenile than the kids on the show, and why in the world would you obey someone that is more childish than you are? <laughs> now, I, I understand that, that most of you might not think that your parents are dumb. That might be taking it a bit extreme. But I, I think at a minimum, there are going to be times where you feel like your parents do not understand. They don't get it. Right? They, they didn't have the, they have cell phones when they were kids, let alone the internet. They are as outdated as their rules are, right? And, and so that's one of the reasons we struggle to obey our parents. They just don't seem to get what we're facing. Uh, another reason that we struggle to obey our, our, obey our parents is because sometimes our parents are wrong, right? Yeah. Turns out parents, parents are human 
too, that they draw wrong conclusions, they lose their tempers, and they make mistakes. In fact, the Bible actually uh, nods toward that reality in uh, Hebrews chapter 12. It's talking about how God disciplines us, and they compare God to parents, and they make the statement that, that parents um, disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them. Caleb translation to that. They're doing the best they can. They're trying. <laughs> And they often mess up. As a parent, I can tell you, I often mess up. Um, and sometimes we take that reality, the fact that, the fact that parents are humans, and, and we hold that up and say, this is why I don't need to obey you. However, we need to realize that neither of those reasons or excuses uh, excuses us from obeying the command to obey our parents. Like, uh, okay, if I walked into the worship center and you had strapped a bottle rocket to a carton of eggs and were about to set it off and I told you, stop, don't do that. And you said, but I really want to find out what happens to eggs. Like there's no scientific recording of what happens to an egg carton should I blow it up in a church with a, with a bottle rocket. That, that's a, that might be a valid inquiry, but it doesn't change the fact that you still need to stop, right? Just because you have a good point doesn't negate the command. <laughs> Same thing here. Your parents might not get all the lingo. They might not parent perfectly, but that doesn't excuse us from obeying and honoring them. And here, here's the real reason why I, I, I think we don't obey and honor our parents. We think that we know better than them. We think that we are wiser that we know better, that we care about ourselves and our situation more than they do, secretly and sometimes not so secretly. We're convinced that, that they are holding out on us and that things would be better if we were in charge. But there is something here that we're not seeing. Uh, it, it's kind of like one of those pictures where like, it looks like the guy is like, falling off of the side of a building or whatever, but then you realize, oh no, he's just laying on the ground holding on to something, and the perspective is off. It's the same thing here. Our perspective is off, and so we need to, to seek a different angle in how we understand obeying our parents. It's the key to, to how we can do this. And I think the different angle we need to understand is a parent's motive. Um, I'm back in Hebrews chapter 12. This time I'm looking at verses 7 and 8. It says, uh, It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. Uh, God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are, not, if you are left without discipline in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. And here's the perspective we're often missing. Parents exercise their power over you out of love for you. They discipline, they correct, they instruct because you are their child. Jesus makes this point rather succinctly in Matthew chapter 7, verses 9 and 10. He's, he's talking about prayer, and he says, Which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? Guys, Christmas is coming up, and I'm sure all of you have something that you would, you're hoping that your parents get for you. And I'm sure that 
they're not going to get you like a pile of frozen horse poop, right? Like they're going to give you something good. Why? Because parents have an innate desire to give good things to their children. And sometimes giving good things to children means saying no to something or disciplining them or what have you. Yes, they may do so imperfectly, but at the heart of their actions is a love for you. And you might be sitting there thinking, Caleb, you don't know my parents like I do. And you are absolutely right. I don't know your parents as well as you do. But, but listen to how Jesus continues in verse 11. He says, If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him. And that's actually the, the key to this conversation. See, Jesus is making a case that God is the ultimate parent, that, that he always does what's best for us, and when he disciplines us, it's because he loves us. And, and we know this is absolutely true because of Jesus. One of the Apostle Paul's favorite ways of talking about what Jesus accomplished for us is to say that we have been adopted into God's family, that we are his sons and daughters, which means that, that God is our father, and he always, always does what is best for his children. And according to him, what is best for his children is to obey and honor their parents. Guys, I know that this is not going to be your favorite talk of the year. I, I get it. Obeying and honoring your parents is a hard thing to do. But, but please remember this. The reason that we would do it, the reason you would do it, it, is because your parents love you and desire our good. But more importantly than that, it's because, because God loves us and desires our good, and he has said that this is it, that obeying and honoring our parents is the path that leads to flourishing. 